Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. And welcome back to yet another iTrix Magic Week in Review. First time this year I've gotten the name of the show right. So I guess this this week's guest must be my lucky charm. You have seen him on Masters of Illusion for sure. Um, he's been around forever and a day as far as I'm concerned. Since the old Masters of Illusion. He's 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 second grade, second tier Masters of Illusion. I'm talking about Farrell Dillon. Farrell, are you there? Yep. Hey, um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay. Well, uh, how 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 long do you have to be here? <laughs> Forty five minutes, I guess. <laughs> Maybe longer. What what's your favorite stuffed animal? Oh, um, I have this stuffed animal that I got from my grandparents when I was born. His name is Sebastian. He's like a, he's a creepy, uh, like dog thing, yeah, like a eagle. My wife said he stares at her when he, she eats. <laughs> All right then. Oh, um, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. We're well, we're through my prepared uh, questions, so we're we're done here. Okay. Thanks, thanks for being on. That's your last prepared question. Yeah. Oh, so glad you were here. You want to throw out your website? <laughs> uh, yeah, the FarrellDillon.com. But don't go there because it's outdated. <laughs> Who uses websites anymore? Um, hackers. Hey, uh, dude, we're yeah, on a website. We are on a website. <laughs> we're on a website. That is true, but but nobody's going to go to this website. Everyone's going to go to, like, apple.com slash nitrix podcast. I, I, think, I think a lot of slackers actually just listen to it right off the show because um, you're yeah. at work. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's fine. As long as they're listening, right? That's right. That's right. Don't don't change the dial now. <laughs> the show, no, no, the show yeah, can the only dial. get better. What year Trust is this? Me. What year is this? Uh, All right. Hey, hey, are you making fun of my dial reference? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, guess, right. I guess you're older than me. Uh, I, I, this is my guess. I am, I am probably older than you. I'm definitely older than you. You know. Well, if you remember punk rock from the 80s, you're definitely older than me. I remember punk rock from the 70s. I re- remember. Ouch. I remember. Now, I was fair, probably kindergarten, first grade. I remember watching Walter Cronkite talk about the Sex Pistols landing for their American tour. Boom. That's wow. how old I am. Right there. Wow. I have an extensive. I can imagine Sid Vicious watching himself get talked about by Walter Cronkite. I know. He probably didn't even know who Walter Cronkite was. <laughs> we we had an extensive <laughs> punk rock conversation before the show started, everyone, so that's what's what's going on yeah. here. And and uh, yeah. Right. Dude, you would marvel at my vinyl collection. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I um I was looking at a seven seconds album on vinyl today. I was very excited. It's there are still things as I keep telling my wife because she's she is not into punk rock <laughs> or a lot of things that I'm into for that matter and she's like neither, neither is my wife yeah it it is the secret of a good marriage I really honestly believe that it's like you just 
if 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 the Venn diagrams of your life barely intersect on a few key things, it's best if you know. I mean, it's terrible when I borrow her car and I get in a new country is blasting at me. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, I listen to forensic files on satellite radio as opposed to listening to uh, hardcore on the radio so that she doesn't go. This music sucks. Yeah, oh, believe me. The one I get is, how old are you? And I'm just like, shut up, woman. (laughs) Let me enjoy. That's all. Let me listen to this, you know. But yeah, there's like, I'm telling you, there's so much that's still not on CD. It's still not downloadable. I need my, you know, Glenn Danzig Return of the Misfit uh, 45. Oh my God! When he was with Sam, when he was launching Sam Hain, I I have one of those. Um, you know. Oh my God! And, and, and she's like, like this. Can't we get rid of? It? I'm like, no. I was like, that's actually out to frame. What are you talking about? <laughs> you haven't listened to this in years. You're gonna put this in the garbage. You you know the 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 thing is she knows better than that because uh, we are down to one record player in the house, but at one point. We had not only three full record players in our living room slash dining room. They were three full uh, 50s and 60s vintage tube amplified record players in our living room and dining room. Wow. So she knows the records come out when she's not around. Well, that's good. At least they come out. Yeah. They don't just collect dust. No. No. And it's not just punk rock. I have, a, I have an extensive selection of soul. You know, another thing that was out That's recently good. was my fold out Isaac Hayes uh, uh, album co- covers. And she's like, what are we going to do with this? I was like, I was thinking about hanging it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all, like, sadly, that's like all vinyl is good for about these days. Like, because it's so hard to find good record players and good, like, sound systems for that kind of stuff. And like. You can't take it on the on the road with you. So, like for me, hanging vinyl on the wall is pretty much all it's good for. Yeah, and and I do have a bunch. I mean, like, you know, we have we have a plate rail that has everything from like Xavier Cugat and Benny Goodman, seventy uh, eights to um, oh god, what else? Oh, the the theme, the the theme music from Billy Jack, which is one of my oh favorite. my god, dude. Um, uh, my parents were hippies, and I'm a part Indian kid. I saw that movie when I was like in first grade. Changed my life. That's how I got into martial arts. <laughs> I saw Billy Jack. Wow! And I'm like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Boom, done. That's awesome. The the magic the magic kind of worked its way in uh, about that same time uh, another way. But but uh, had had Billy Jack done magic too, I don't. I don't my head would have exploded. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, magic. What's up with that? Yeah, like, magic. That's not a real job, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get paid for that shit. Oh, sorry. No, oh, dude. Um, uh, we'll let that one slide. All right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, if, sorry, moms who are listening with your kids on yep. the way to school. Because I think yeah. that is our biggest demographic. Is it? <laughs> yeah, parents with their it's, small oh. children on the, on the way to uh, to, you know – private religious institutions and you've offended them all. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing. Um, that's you know usually those are the like religious institutions are the one who listen who uh, follow magic closely because you got to know thine enemy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess. I, I do see that all the time still. It, it freaks me out. I, I don't understand that at all. But uh, whatever. Whatever. People, you know. Yep. Um, if, if that's how people want to be, let let people be. I don't... I, let them be. I'm, I'm confident enough that, you know, if they come for me, I'm, I'm ready. Burn him. You know. But, um... So you with okay, you're on Masters of Illusion again. The yeah, new, the new Masters of what do we what do, what do we call? It? Is it is this three Is that what we call it? Master, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there's like they're doing another one. Like we just shot another right, like a couple of spots on the show, um, like last week, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, they have a touring show as well, right? And I've been doing that for like since 2011, um, traveling all around the world. Um, that's part of my business, like part of my job i work on ships a lot um you know i'm just like constantly on the road um i've been home approximately one week and since like october so now, it's just a busy uh you, as we mentioned you're a married guy um how, i am do, do does is your wife part of the business and the show does she come along does she have a yeah a yeah she job? comes with me she works with me uh she doesn't have a civilian job um but she works with me 90% of the time. She comes out with me on, uh, on the ships. Um, you know, I need somebody, uh, I, I'm a comedy magician. Um, and it's like the illusion of a one man show. So like, it seems like a one man show, but it isn't. And I need help, uh, doing things backstage and, um, moving props around and, uh, loading things and doing stuff. Cause my whole show is, you know, a really long manipulation act, but there's stuff going on. So, um, it gives the illusion of a one man show without it actually being a one person, one person thing. So, you know, she's super helpful to me and I, I'm pretty sure half my show wouldn't work because I'm like terrible at, uh, remembering what to do. Um, like once the show starts, it's like a steam engine and just rolls to the end. And like, if something gets messed up, I'm like, Oh, what do I do? But she like, like she makes sure that all the stuff is where it's supposed to be. So when I reach for it, it's there. That's that's cool. That's cool. So so you you have the assistant wife, you know, magician's dream thing without actually having her on stage. Yeah, I mean, like she comes out on stage every once in a while, but like you know, it's not like um, you know, it's not. Oh, sorry, hold on. There's an alarm in my car. Um, it's not like how, are you getting pulled over? Uh, to no, show, no, no, show them I, the Rubik's cube trick. You'll get out of the ticket. <laughs> I have this uh, this flashlight in my car that has a seatbelt cutter and like a window opener right. and an alarm on it for some reason. And like I just accidentally pressed the alarm button on it. Um, but you're a uh, fidgeter, aren't you? Just, yes, yes. Uh, All she, magicians are. She doesn't. Um, she doesn't like dance on stage or anything like. Silly and cheesy, and and I'm gonna throw it out, and I might get hate mail for this. Semi creepy. There, there is something uh, that yeah. I find semi creepy about that, and it's not necessarily the guys who end up marrying one of the girls they've hired because they have an act where 
I'm really going to get mail for this where, you know, you, you do hire some girls and you, you hit on off with one of them, you know, and, and, and so it's not when your wife was a professional dancer who now is your main assistant. It's when your wife was an office manager at the dentist who took, right. who, 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 who took dance instead of gym in middle school. And right. now you're right. throwing her up on stage with you. Dudes, that's creepy. Just lay Yeah, right it's not there. that sort of thing. It's not that sort of thing. Because um, that's, that's silly. You know, there's no dancing in my show except for, like, one spot where I make somebody else from the audience dance and they don't have any warning. Oh. Like, that's the only spot in my show that has any sort of dancing involved. You, you don't, you don't uh, suddenly get the urge to, like, Roomba? You're not... Boom. Well, I do, but I, I, I fight it. It's, it's probably you know, that way. Maybe it's not. The knows? struggle is real. Maybe it's not. So does your wife have a title? Is she like your business manager? Is she simply the boss? No, no, no. She's my wife. Well, I mean, the boss yeah. really is boss. more likely. Um, do, you know, do you know she, when uh, you've booked a bad show because she won't go? You said she goes to 90%. When she's like, oh, you yeah. know what? I think I'm going to stay here because we need to wait for the lawn service. And you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like, there's sometimes where, like, it's just not, like, it doesn't make sense for me to have another person. Like, it's really, like, an easy, quick show. Like, you know, tomorrow I'm doing a show, and, like, it's right down the street, and... I don't have to really do my full show. I just have to do like 15 minutes and I'm like, I'm just going to do these three tricks. So like, you don't have to come. And she's like, great. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's well, you know what? We're, we're about the halfway mark, believe it or not. So, okay. Wow. That was fast. Let's take a break. Was it, was it really? (laughs) Yeah. That was real quick. Um, Let's take a break and we will be back. With Feral iTricks.com. This is Michael reminding you once again to support your local no-kill animal shelter. My own family has had a rescue uh, part chihuahua, part miniature pincher maybe for years named Paco, the uh, microphone shy chihuahua mix. But even though he disappointed us last year by not barking into the microphone, he is still a beloved part of our family. And uh, you can find a friend like that or help other families find uh, their new members at your local no-kill animal shelter. And let's see if this year we can get Paco to bark for us. Paco, Paco, you want to bark? Tell everybody to support their animal shelter. There you go. Paco and Michael say support your local no-kill animal shelter. Now back to the Magic Weekend Review. And we're back. And, uh, man... You people, let me just tell you, you're so unlucky that you don't get to hear the behind the scenes, because it's a better show. I'll be, I'll be honest, it's a better show. It's not, it's not your fault, there, Mr. Dylan. It's just a better show. That, that's probably true, honestly. So now that we're, uh, now that we're talking and uh, being recorded, I'm going to sound less, less fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the self-editing kicks in first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, except for once. Hey, um, I, you know, I've so, told people before, my old, I used to have a podcast about martial arts movies. Um, it was a video podcast, and uh, the guy I did it with, and I, we agree, we're going to keep cursing to a minimum. 
I think we made it a minute and a half into the first show before we started just throwing out f bombs. That's the best. Never, never uh, looked back, dude. You guys should do a you should do a, a martial arts podcast with that kid who slices oranges on YouTube. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. It is literally the funniest thing in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I think I'm thinking I'm leaving the martial arts movies behind for. Ever. <laughs> Have you, have you seen it? He slices oranges to turn down for what? And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, I I have not seen that. Oh, I'll look for that. It's the best. You need. I'll, I'll like. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll email you the link. It's the yeah, funniest yeah, you, thing you in the world. Email. You have my email. So there we go. Um, where were we? We're ta- okay. So Masters of Illusion. We were talking about that. I think that's how a lot of people are going to know you. Um, that, yeah, that's fair I mean, enough. I right? haven't even done anything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, you've, I mean, you've done some like, stuff. It's okay. That's, that's well, I mean, I've been like, you know, I, I like honestly, like the thing is, um, you know, this is like the way the magic world works. Like nobody knows the guys who are working. No. Like, no, they they only know the dudes who put out DVDs because they can't get work. Like <laughs> that's what it seems like, anyways. Like the guys who are putting out DVDs, it's like hard. Like, are they just not getting shows? Like, what's going on? Like, how do you have time to put out all these DVDs? You know, I was having a conversation with somebody who is not from the magical world that I I know, um, a friend of my brother's, and and he's like, that's not really a real job. And I'm like, no, there's guys that make pretty good money. You know, he's like, well, yeah, in Vegas. I'm like, no, you know, there's guys who, like, work shows you've never even thought of. You know, you've you've yeah. never been to a trade show because of you know what you do for a living. But if you've been to a trade show, if you're there, are guys that that are literally millionaires who have probably never been on anything but the occasional local TV thing. You don't know who they are. They got a great life. They're doing what they love. And you dude, know, David Stahl. Do you know that guy? I know the name. Why do I know the name? He's like one of the most successful. He's one of the most successful magicians I've ever met. He does trade shows, but he's from like Minneapolis, St. Paul, and he's awesome. He's like the nicest dude in the world. I, we, and like I've never heard of him before him. until I met him. Yeah, from places yeah. here and there, from like Forbes talking about you know trade shows and stuff. But but yeah, I mean you can just you can you know it, it's it's a weird thing. It's just like there's studio musicians who make really nice livings who you're never gonna know. Yeah. Who they are. You know, or, or yeah, guys, that's true. Guys who write jingles and stuff. You know, I've known guys like that who who have like incredible bank, and it's because they have this you know huge library of royalty free music to their name. And okay, there yeah, go. there's this dude. Um, there's this dude who um, has like a ranch out by L.A. and all he is is the um, the guy in the giant uh, like Jack in the Box head. Like they always use the same guy for that. And you've never seen his face. And I don't know why they always use the same guy for it, but they always use the same guy in the jack-in-the-box head. And his wife changes. Yeah. You notice that? It's crazy. It's, you know, it's weird. I was watching a jack-in-the-box ad earlier today. Well, it was yesterday for me because I slept all day. But <laughs> this morning there was one on TV where where people are eating this jack-in-the-box burger and they're talking about like how it couldn't be from a fast food place because it's so awesome, whatever. And then Jack and you know Jack comes out and I was just like, like I wonder who that guy is. You know, I've never yeah. run across that. You run across like who was Ronald McDonald here and there, and there'll be stories on that. But like you know Jack, 
is living the life. And, and I kind of hope that it's, you know, I, I find myself, it's like, wouldn't it be great if it was somebody awesome who was like stuck in this contract and, and, and signed it when he was a young actor and now he's Jack in the box forever. And no one, no one can ever know that, you know, um, that, that, you know, George Clooney is secretly the Jack in the box dude. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, but like, apparently he has a big ranch and like, you know, like he made his money off of these Jack in the box commercials that like, Nobody and nobody ever saw his face. I don't know why they use the same guy. They could use a different guy every time, and no one well, would know. Well, but but the voice has always been the same, too. Yeah, but so if he does the that's voice, that's true. You know, maybe he does the voice and like the head, but like you can't talk and during like when you're the head, you know what I mean? Right. Like you can't talk in that head. So it's maybe, very maybe it's he very can talk in the head, and that's why they have to use him. He's the only guy who can pull it off. Yeah, maybe. So, so, you know, so, I mean, the magic community... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say. So, I mean, that's kind of where you are. You're constantly working, and be it not for Masters of Illusion, you know, you're, you're not a big product guy. No, I've, I've never put out a product, really, I don't think. Like, not at least one of my own. <laughs> you're like, I don't think. You're like, am I selling caps <laughs> that I forgot? Like, to, I, yeah, should I be I looking for royalty I checks? <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. Um, but like, you know, I mean, one day, like I'll put out stuff. Cause like, I mean, I got a ton of original material, but like for some reason I'm super selfish and don't want anybody else to have it. Like I don't want other people doing my stuff. That's, so there's nothing wrong with like, that. yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like there's dudes like Wayne Houchin, who's awesome and he puts out tons of material and, you know, but he's also a good performer and a good magician and, uh, Danny Garcia, those guys all like, they all know what they're doing. Like they're performers as well as like putting out the product. So they're like getting it from both ends. And that's like really, really smart. You know, I wish I had that, uh, now, now that you, now you sound like you're doubting yourself, man. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. But, it's okay. You're, you're okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like not a lot of guys can say that they make a hundred percent of their living off of just performing magic. No. Like, no. um, a lot of guys can. are like, he can't say that. Yes, he can. No, he, he can. can. He rents islands. There, there's, there, there has to be a profit in renting islands to people. I, he, he can't make I bet you the profit margin is. I bet the profit margin on that's pretty small. Um, but the you know, prof- a small cost. profit margin on a multi-million-dollar island, it's still going to be okay. You're, you're still, that is true. You're 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 probably not running into Copperfield at Walmart choosing between ramen styles, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but even like, uh, um, who's uh, um, Elder Gamera's and like all those guys, like they put out products, but they're great performers and great magicians. And like, I think it's really smart to put out the products. I just like for some reason that's not my thing. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's just. It's a commitment too. I mean, it, it, it's it's a whole another skill set that that you may or may not have, and, and taking the time to develop that, you know, right. So maybe yeah, this is you not know, for and, you right now, it's no big deal. But like, also, like, it's not just the products like they're putting out; they're lecturing and like doing all that kind of stuff. And like, that seems like something I would enjoy, like lecturing on magic, because I have a lot to say, and I don't feel like, but at the same time, I don't feel like people should listen to a hundred percent of something somebody has to say on the subject on any subject. So, so like, uh, so what's the title of your lecture? 
the eighty-five percent lecture. <laughs> yeah, fifteen percent well, of this I mean, is like, just you know, crap. You should throw away. One hundred percent of this is uh, my opinion, and eighty uh, percent of it is something you should listen to. You know, I mean, I would go like, see. The, I would probably go see that lecture. I'd be like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Um, this guy might because, have a breakdown while I'm watching him. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just like you know everybody's got to make their own way in this in this uh, art form, I guess if if you can call it an art form and not a craft. I, um, oh, 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 snap! I so avoid this, but since you brought it up, so do you fall where maybe magic is magic itself is a craft, whereas the performance uh, is an art, or how do you see that? Because I, I have written, I have put out there that I do not, I feel that magic is not on its own an art. Um, no, magic does not become an art, uh, number one, until you are a performer with it. Um, and then, you know, like there's there's certain forms of art, though. Like, uh, are you creating uh, magic effects? Because that in itself is kind of art. You've figured out how to make this trick work you know, um, you've crafted, like, I mean, I guess it's really crafting it, but you've, um, done something original and you put your own spin on something. So your point of view is embedded into that particular, um, trick. I think that, uh, it doesn't become art until you perform it for people and embed some of your personal, um, character views into those pieces. So yeah, I mean, magic can be both art and craft, but for a lot of people, it is just craft. They just learn the tricks and do them. You know what I mean? Like they don't have any thought on the presentation really. Like, um, you know, uh, uh, um, Carney wrote something in, um, his book. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. But uh, he, it's like this little thin book that he wrote like a few years ago. And basically he said something along the lines of um, the uh, magic is like, you know, the, basically it's all about the decisions you make. So like the more decisions you make, the more artistic the magic is. If you don't make any decisions, then it ceases to be art. Something along those lines. You know, if, if you ask somebody like, why did you choose to do it this way? And they go, well, that's just like, I don't really have any reason why i did it that way i just did it that way it's like well then that's a stupid that's stupid you should at least decide what you're doing that, you know make and that's, a and that's your second lecture that's stupid yeah <laughs> that's stupid. stupid uh but you know you should just make a decision like you should make each each thing you do should be a decision that you've made consciously um you know and not just well that's just the way it's done Right, like, that, that's 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 getting. I mean, that sounds suspiciously like acting theory to me. Yeah, which is where I kind of um, get into personally. Magic is a tool that you use, but you're basically an actor. If you're making an emotional connection, which is how I define art, you know, cause I went to art school, so I had to. Yeah, let, you know, um, then you're basically really kind of an actor. And you're just using that makes sense, yeah. You know, magic and and because the other thing I, I maintain is that a really good magician doesn't have to do magic, you know. And and I'll throw up as a as a witness uh, or as a as evidence to this is like the Mac King. Just the other day, I posted on on iTricks his uh, Int Speaks talk out of Vegas. Uh-huh. 
it's like twenty minutes. Yep. He, he kind of tells the story. Did, did you did you have did you happen to catch that? Uh, I did. I saw it on your website today. First time I've ever been on itricks.com, I think, because um, I wanted to see what I was getting myself into. What? Uh, <laughs> first time? Well, probably not the first. I, that's a lie. I've been on there a few times. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I saw it on there. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but like, watch you it. Know, yeah, Mac. Mac doesn't have to do magic, but he does magic because I think that he loves magic. Like, and I think that. Honestly, like if I had to get up in front of people and I couldn't do magic, I think I'd be okay for about 15 minutes, but for an hour, I gotta be doing magic, you know? Um, because number one, that's what I know how to do to entertain people. Um, but also there's the argument that like, if you're a really good magician, you don't have to be entertaining. But I don't think that's true. I really honestly don't. Well, but, um, but some people are just entertained by being like totally fooled by people. You, you, you. Okay, but but inter- being entertained is not necessarily art. You, I guess that's the no. distinction I'm drawing. It's 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 back into that craft thing. It's just the, it's just like everything that you put in a frame and hang on your wall is not necessarily art. Some of it's just decoration. That's true. You know, and yeah. um, you know, and that's that's kind of. Okay, since we're deep anyway, I'm gonna, and we're probably running out of time, but you know what the hell? Um, That's okay. I'm gonna throw out another deep question at you, which you can feel free okay. to just, you know, segue into, you know, genital jokes or whatever, whatever. If you don't want to answer <laughs> this, do you think that magic as a whole, as a craft genre, performance media, whatever you want to call it, the magictum? Do you think it suffers from a lack of criticism that you will get in other forms of not only performance, but, you know, more traditional arts like, you know, even painting and drawing and comic books? Do, do you think? Um, 100% yes. But I also think that um, uh, the magic them is so small that. Uh, like people who don't know anything about magic are not equipped to be, to critique it, you know? And unfortunately that's what we always, uh, uh, we always base it on like, Oh, well it entertains the people who don't know anything. So, uh, that's what they, they like people who are bad magicians go, well, I entertain the lay people. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it does cause that's who's paying your bills. So there's that, like the people paying your bills or people who don't know anything about it. So is that okay? I mean, that there's not that much critique. Um, yes, but I think we'd all be better if it was, if there was more of it. Does that like make any sense at that, all? That, I just that, said? that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, okay. Um, uh, like I said, I, you know, I went to art school, so like a big part of art school for a lot of professors, and it depends on the professor, because it's it's a, it's an, is not teaching you how to paint or sculpt or draw. It is tearing you down and, yep. and giving real criticism. And and it's not meanness. It's not heckling. It's not. But I mean, it's it's severe, stark looks at what you're doing. And and I you know I, I'll say too. I, I think magic misses that and you get that in so many other performances and um 
you know. So so that kind of takes me to one one last topic we'll hit, and that's that's as you were coming up, as as you were were learning um, to be a performer and everything else. Are you one of these guys? Were you an island to yourself? Did you have a, a kind of a magic su- support group community? Did you have a club? Um, um, do you growing have up, now? growing up, I um, had a magic mentor guy named Richard Meyer. Um, he's from Carmel, California. Um, he was really the only other magician where I lived. So um, he really helped me and like helped me understand like what made uh, tricks good. And, like, you know, he was a big fan of Earl Nelson and all these guys and he would show me and like teach me. And I mean, really like taught me how to make things better and better. But then like, you know, I moved to LA and got involved with the magic castle and guys like John Lovick and John Armstrong, like really sat me down and like, was like, I mean, they're like really good at this magic critiquing thing. You know, they, they tore down. They were like, this is what's good. Like, like what's bad. And then, um, I started using some, like a consultant and like, um, like another basically mentor, Tony Clark, like really helped me out. Um, you know, made me better, but like, they never were mean about it. They just want magic. Like they love, they really love magic and want it to progress and people to be good. And so they, you know, really helped me out. But I think that those kind of guys, um, won't help you unless you ask them. And then a lot of guys are very sensitive about what you say to them. And so if it's not something positive, they don't want to hear it. They just get in, like, you know, they get uncomfortable about it. And I think that the secret is to take those critiques and go, all right, I'm going to look at this and really decide whether or not what you said is correct. But you have to really listen to them. They're not trying to be mean to me. They're just trying to, like, they're trying to help me. And if you can get in that mindset of taking critiques that way, um, you're going to be better 100%. There you go. So there, there's our deep oh. part. There's our balance. All right. This is this whole show. Boom. It's, it's D and Yang. We're we're everywhere on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna get critiqued, to do, just take it. Like, don't be, don't be a baby about it. Like, if you're gonna ask somebody their opinion, like, let them say what their opinion is, and then thank them. Like, and then go back later. Give it a day or so. Go back later and decide. Like, oh, they're just idiots, or like, no, they're right. I need to fix that. And there's and there's your third lecture. Don't be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> just, Don't be a baby about it. It's all tough Don't love magic baby. right here. Yeah. Feral Dill, I mean, tough love magic. Know, it's, it's not tough love. Like they they're trying to help you. You ask their opinion, they're going to give it to you. Take it. Like don't don't discount their opinions. Yeah, cuz they're really like, they really know what they're doing. Yeah. All, all good. And, you know like I said taking back to art school, you know, I had a professor who would um, make a show. I mean, just would shock people, and uh, and I had had him before. I knew this was coming, but like the first thing you did in his class, he would take something. He liked to take something that was actually a little better than most of the class, and he would uh-huh. tear it up, and and had even been known to set things on fire, and to, wow. to get rid of them, and then just be like, you know. 
If, if, you, if you can't take this, for God's sakes, don't ever put your art in public. Don't ever try to sell anything. Yep. Don't ever, you know, because this is this is life, you know. Yeah. And um, and and I I learned more <laughs> in these classes than uh, than about anything else. That, that you know, and it's funny because that's something that I can apply to, you know, my as I performed over the year. And it, that that's a guy who taught me a lot. And and yeah, and, and I. Do kind of wonder if magic isn't isn't uh, in need of a lot less um, or a lot fewer Lovey gloves that are, that are that are hugs and that's awesome and ah oh, we bar- you know we, we we barely saw that flash don't worry about that and you know, yeah and and just yeah. a little we bit saw more. it but nobody else would see it yeah. we saw it but nobody else yeah. would see it yeah yeah they will yeah yeah exactly so um, and, and 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 the funny thing about that is in a lot of those cases the the real world audience is more is even more harsh because they did see it. Whereas, you know, I think a lot of that mindset comes from like guys going, I know how hard that move is. So, right. You know, and yeah, you just need to go, you got to get over it. Gotta um, the other, you know, the other thing is like, um, these people, uh, like who they go to the, they go to the magic club, like they're not professional magicians. So they're not interested in, um, being like you know they're not really interested in being better like they're not professionals they're not like they're just showing like they're just interested in magic so they come to these clubs and like that's where i think a lot of the uh, a lot of that stems from is like they're not um they're not trying to show magic to people so if there's a guy who's like not a professional and he comes to our club and he flashes a pass i'm like whatever like yeah it was great like because he's not trying to get better Right. Is is the difference do you think between a professional club and a and an enthusiast club is an enthusiast club is fifty two tricks in fifty two weeks and a professional club is one trick fifty two times over fifty two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is a hundred percent accurate. Um you know, and like they if you say, Well, you flashed on the past or like, yeah, but but nobody else would know. Like you just know because you're a professional magician. Like, they like that's the type of guys who say that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, where a professional would be like, "Wait, what? I flash? Like, so where did I flash? Like, how do I change that?" Like, yeah. a because, professional magician is always interested in improving their product. Right. Because me, as as a as a performer, and every twelve year old with YouTube actually know that you flash. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Either that, or they think it's fake. This video is fake. You know what? It's it's probably better than the people who think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. The only way he could do that is demons. Demons, demons, and uh, oh, did you see his eyes? They they flashed red. I, I did know. You see him? It's like if I have demons, all right, I am not making sponge balls multiply. <laughs> no way. I'm I'm, I'm manipulating over a Ouija city. board. I am <laughs> setting myself up. Dude, did you see that horrible movie, Ouija? Oh, awful. No, no. Oh, uh, it was awful. So bad. Although there's a new uh, there's a new movie coming out called The Lazarus Effect. Oh, my God. I, it I, looks amazing. I saw it. So you're a horror movie guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, big time. I can, I can, I can do some. I, I, I get a little, you know. Yeah, I go in spurts with horror movies. I think you know you. you find oh that. yeah, 
kind of got it comes out soon. The horror saw... movie is coming out. I'm I... like, I'm going to go see it. Oh yeah, 27th of February or something like that. I'm going to go see it. It's going to be good. You're in line. You're ready. There you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I, like literally. I was, we, my wife and I went to see American Sniper last night, and like I saw the preview come on, and I was like, I started clapping. I was like, Yep, I'm going to go see that. That's going to look good. That looks good. He's <laughs> like, it What is wrong back with to life that guy? Was... <laughs> Why are you clapping at the trailer? Better not do that. It's the a whole good trailer. It's like it better be scare as scary as the trailer was because the trailer was really good. So what? So what's your what's your what's your horror movie pick for for the eye trick? Um, it's the best thing. Oh, could... like if somebody had to go see a horror movie? Well, uh, like or right like... now on what Netflix, Hulu, on demand, uh, at their local blockbuster. <laughs> well, that's, like, right. that's how old I am. Uh, you know, I mean, like I'm I'm I love Friday. Uh, or well. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably my favorite. But like, you know, you can't go wrong with the The Shining or um, the Woman in Black's really great. I'm sorry. The, um, the correct answer was Terror Train. <laughs> Terror Train. Oh yeah, David. Oh David. Are you excited about a uh, Pins horror movie that he's putting together? Um, you know, I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually looked at. Um, I haven't even heard about it. Oh, they were doing been, a, uh, a Kickstarter or a Indiegogo or something to, to fund it. Oh, is it for like a zombie movie? No, it's uh, it's like a he's like going to be like a, a serial killer. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. See, now something to look into. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm fascinated by that. That'll be good. I've always wanted to see Pendulette kill a bunch of people. Click that off my list. Isn't um, that nightly? Doesn't he kill Teller every show? Probably. Probably. They, they do kill that girl when they cut her in half. You, <laughs> we talked about that last week with this bizarre with Richie Artie and how he would just cut the girl in half and leave her. <laughs> leave yep. her heaven in the show. Yeah. Classy. Drop the mic, walk off it, stage, boom, I'm done. He also, like, apparently like used real ether or something and like so you could smell it like in the audience nice that's that's yeah smart <laughs> it was really smart oh that's so. brilliant i <laughs> i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna incorporate that into my kids shows uh, <laughs> that sounds like a plan yeah, that's a good idea it's, it's time to grow up kids <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think we've come to the end of our journey here. Okay. Um. So, you where where do people people see you on Masters of Illusion fairly often, right? You, yep. You're on multiple... Yep. I'll be on there. Um. And then uh, we're going on tour and uh, be in the uh, Masters of Illusion show um, throughout Florida, uh, starting on the nineteenth of February that are their shows on the 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, I think. I think there's like five shows. And then um, I'm going to be on the Crown Princess, uh, except for a couple of weeks between um, February 28th and um, September 19th. Um, so if you're booking a cruise on the Crown Princess, uh, chances are I'm going to be there. All right, and then is there a – you said don't go to your website. 
right? Because it's outdated. But uh, do you have? I mean, is there? You got a Twitter feed? You got? You got a Facebook? You got? Uh, yeah, Feral 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 X is my Twitter. Um, my Facebook is my Facebook. I got one of those. So because um, I'm a I'm male and I'm human. Um, you got a MySpace still? I think. I do have a MySpace, but I don't remember what it's called. Or the password. Um, I got a thing the other day that I have a message on MySpace. I'm like, I don't even know what my MySpace password is. I think that's I, all right. Just uh, just go on and request a new password. I'm pretty sure you could get one. <laughs> I, I actually would be on. I, on to be honest, I, I'd be interested to know what my Facebook says. Like, I might go get on it later and see what my face or my my MySpace actually says. We've probably both been like shilling mail enlargement products from from third world countries for the past <laughs> two years and just had no idea. Yeah, oh. yeah, we've like five hundred messages that says your MySpace has been hacked. Yeah, and you know, um, well, like I, I mentioned before, I had a show about kung fu movies. We let the domain for that go, and now it's some kind of crazy Japanese consulting firm that i get email for occasionally which is oh weird, my god because it's called flying dvds of death so it's like what like what, are, what that sounds you, about right what are you hiring <laughs> but yeah yeah so you, you never know you gotta gotta watch that cyber presence well man it has been great having you on um yeah likewise it's been great and thank we, you we will we will keep looking for you in masters of illusion and hopefully in this new season are, are are we going to get back to some of those uh, man on the street segments that, that used to be in some of the uh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't edit the things. If, I don't if know. If so, it ain't you. Is that what we're learning there? Yeah. All right. If, if so, it's not me. All right. Well, good enough, man. As long as as long as we keep seeing you. Um, thanks again. Go out. Fi- find him on Facebook and send him a friend request. <laughs> Yeah, I need more of those. See how that goes. Especially like, especially like guys named like Yin Duck Two from like India, who like has a picture of like a guy like skewering his own cheek. Yeah, like those are always my favorite. Like I get like probably a hundred friend requests like that a week. Oh, well, there you go. So that's that's what that's what that's what Farrell Dillon's looking for in a, in a cyber friend. Now you know. And uh, until next time, to keep informed on the world of magic. Visit us at itrick.com.